Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. I am super excited to be here. My guest Beth Holman is joining me and she is amazing. I love this show because I get to speak to people all over the planet and she's across the country from me, so it is amazing. So Beth, tell the people who you are and what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tammy. It's an honor and a privilege. Um, so my name is Beth Holman and I live in, in Southern New England. I'm in Connecticut. And <clears throat> so first I am a light worker. I'm a medium. I teach mediumship. I also have a public relations agency that is um, geared towards helping small spiritual based businesses kind of get off the ground. I do um, branding, logos, websites, any kind of um, marketing copy or public relations, um, I guess, any kind of job they need done, I can, there's really no job too small. And what else do I do? Um, also do some healing. I do some trance. So I'm kind of just a jack of all trades in the light work and, um, you know, anything that feels right, anything I feel aligned with, I do. So, yeah. That is so powerful. So let's get into it. So share awesome. with the people, you know, how you came to that place, because I know you didn't just come out your mama's womb, you know, being a medium and all that stuff. Well, you may have, <laughs> but you probably didn't know that that's what you were. And so kind of give us, tell us about that journey and how you got there. Um, Yeah, definitely not right out of the womb, but um, I did, you know, I, I, like so many people, I had experiences when I was young, you know, oh, I was doing this when I was a kid. I definitely had connections with spirits at a very young age. I had um, imaginary friends and, um, <clears throat> and uh, you know, that kind of came and went that phase. Um. And as I got older, I always, I still felt that connection and I would feel um, energy around me. I wouldn't see spirits, not until I was older, but I felt the energy around me and yeah. I always felt a pull or a draw to spirit. And then there was even a time when I was 16, I had a natal chart done and the astrologer, you know, put throughout the chart that I was like destined to be, uh, to, to work in, um, in like psychic or, you know, mediumship or whatever. And I just didn't want anything to do with it. I wanted to party. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to live my life. And I just wasn't interested in what the spirit world was. You know, I didn't know. I didn't want to go there yet. And so it wasn't until, <coughs> excuse me, I was um 40 in my 40s, my uh, early to mid 40s. And I lost my mom. That was the, I really kind of had three awakenings. Mm. Um, lost my mom. And um, when she passed away, she was a thousand miles away from me. Um, she was in Georgia. I was in Connecticut. And when she died, her spirit moved through my body and to say goodbye. And I just had this rush of uh, just try to imagine like every positive, um, loving, just um, beautiful emotion all bundled into one for just a few moments. And that's what it yeah. felt like. I knew, I knew she passed. And I, in fact, I had to call the police to go to go to her house and get her um so that was the first Whoa, so it was a sudden thing it was it was she oh, had been God. sick for a long time and um but we we knew we couldn't get a hold of her 
But on this day, I just felt um, something was off when I couldn't get a hold of her. It felt different. Not like her phone wasn't charging. Right. So that was the first thing. You know, I knew she had passed and I knew she had said goodbye. So I called the police. Um, The second thing was a few years, well, six years later, um, I found out that my birth father wasn't my birth father. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I mean, I had an existential crisis. I just an identity crisis. Um, yeah, and so yeah. much happened. So much happened during that period. And I actually, um, the first when I found out that first day, I sat on the side of my bed and prayed. You know, help me find this man because they told me that my birth father was from Texas, and I'm like, I don't have anybody in Texas. So as I was finishing up my prayer. He came into my head, like I had like a short two second video of him, you know, moving his hair over and I saw what he was wearing. And then I went to my, my, um, the lady who was helping me find my birth family and she had some pictures and I identified him. I'm like, that's the guy. And she's like, oh, well, wow, we have to rule everybody out first. But I didn't explain to her that I saw him clairvoyantly. I didn't really understand it, but I knew I saw that guy Yeah. and come to find out in the end that ended up being my father. That was him. So but it wasn't until he, I had an awareness of having a father um, that I didn't know that he showed himself to me. And the third thing really briefly was I had a serious illness, you know, many years ago. And, and I, I knew we went to, I went to the doctor and nothing was wrong with me. They did all the tests. Oh, yes. I'm totally fine. But I thought I was dying. And yes. I knew this was time that I needed to step into my power. I needed to work for spirit. So I said, save me. <laughs> And I will work for you in my way, in my time, I will work for you. So that's when it kind of all kicked off. Yeah. You did the bargaining thing. <laughs> I did. I didn't sell my soul. Save me. I'll do what you say. I'll that's work how it only you. happened when you had a hangover, right? Yeah. And then you do the same old thing again. <laughs> Right. That took me three times until I stopped drinking. But yeah, I know. And it did take me three times until I finally decided to step into my my spirit work. Yeah, that's that's something. So what kind of background did you come from? Like, did you come from like Catholicism or, you know, anything? Well, you know, we we were raised Southern Baptist, but my family was a military family. Yeah. So we had I have cousins who were Jewish. I have a grandmother who was Buddhist. Um, I have other, another grandmother, she and my, my grandfather, um, were the organist and the choir director at a Catholic church. Um, I'm just trying to think who else I have cousins who are Mormon. So I literally had a melting pot for a family. So, um, we had all of that, but, but we also had that, uh, military upbringing where we were just around all kinds of people, all kinds of places and cultures. So, you know, I feel like I kind of had a, a pretty good mix, you know, to, to, understand people and energy and stuff so yeah yeah see that's cool because what I notice is that uh so many of us in this spiritual world we've come from all kinds of different backgrounds and a lot of times you know we come out of some of the cults you know what I call that uh organized religion that um I understand. <laughs> so we have to you know get over ourselves and get over you know so many limiting beliefs and stuff like that so did you have any of that going on when you started coming into this world, like limiting beliefs that were like pulling you back? And, you know, like I can say that when I started coming here and I, I really wanted to learn the tarot, but I could not learn it. And I did not know why, you know, I can, I read Oracle cards. I love them and I don't mind, but, you know, I could not. And when I was in the church, 
they called me a prophetess. So I knew I was gifted even way back when, but you know, I could not get that. I just like that in astrology, it was like, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not stupid, but I cannot connect this thing. Mm-hmm. And it took a while until I was able to actually, you know, remove those limiting beliefs and actually realize I had them in order to, you know, start being able to connect in different ways. And so um, did you have any of that type of situation going on for you? Because I know I've talked to a lot of, a lot of people and, you know, most of them have something, you know, that they had to get over in order to open up. Um, I, you know what? I think I, d- I didn't have limiting beliefs so much myself, but I had people around me that did. And I yeah. think that made me slower to kind of embrace, you know, um, mediumship and whatnot. Yes. Um, like my husband, you know, God love him. He was, he's Catholic. And, and so, you know, especially with tarot, he's definitely doesn't want anything to do with tarot. Oh, you know, um, that's of the devil, you know? Yes. <laughs> Um, and you know, with the mediumship, it was, he still hasn't fully accepted it. He gives me space, um, and supports that, but it doesn't really, um, he's not on board with the mediumship and it's fine. He doesn't have to, he doesn't have to believe in it. Um, but I, I had to, for myself say, well, you know, it might not be for you, but, um, I've, I've signed the deal, so I have to do this. Um, and it's what I want to do. You know, I want to help people. I want to teach. But I also came from, so back back to your question before this, my mom and I had a psychic connection. Um, That's why when she came to say goodbye to me, you know, I I knew it was her because I felt that energy throughout my life and in her mother and her mother. So my great grandmother is, you know, they have that, that tie. And I always, I always joke about on the other side of my family, I'm related to Edgar Casey. So um, my my third great grandmother was a Casey and he is my fourth cousin um, four times removed so like you know go back four generations yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so you got but, that in your lineage yeah I do and um but awesome. in my yeah my mom's side it's just like a female connection and I think that's very common in families especially people yeah. who you know do mediumship you find you think back and you're like you know, yeah my mom was my you know her mom was so I, I had that connection so I think that once I was okay with what other people um, thought about it or not necessarily that, but just the fact that they supported me, then yeah. I knew I could fully step into, you know, um, my, the aligning myself with, with my true, you know, authentic, authentic self. Yeah. Yes. I got you. Cause I, I think mm-hmm. my husband probably has that same kind of thing a little bit with the mediumship. He's okay with the other things and you know, with the healing and, you know, all that, but he, he was a little bit, until I think what happened is his father came through and I've never met him. I've never seen a picture of him. I, cause they don't have any pictures and I didn't know, you know, and, but he came through and I, so I, I woke up, you know, woke up and I described him and I said, did your dad look like, and I, you know, and I said, cause he, he had a kind of like Muhammad Ali kind of look. And I said, did your dad look like, you know, and I described him and blah, blah, blah. And, and he just looked at me and he said, yeah. I said, well, he came through. <laughs> no. And we really didn't even, we didn't talk about it anymore. We, just a little bit. And I saw like the surprise on his face because, you know, there would have been no way I could describe him because I've never seen him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked, you, you know. And I, yeah. And, and I, I was like, okay. But. You know, to me, that awareness, because I didn't even know, I mean, 
Now, when I was a child, I did have experiences um, where mine was really weird, okay? So I would see people like, okay, say like, I, like if I saw you somewhere and I would look at you and all of a sudden I would have this picture and it would be you in the casket. Mm. And the weird thing is it was whatever they had on, like whatever suit they had on, that was exactly what they had on when I would go see them in the box. You know, because I, I did a lot of funerals because I lived with my grandmother for a while and she was uh, um she was past span. And so she would, I think she was the official funeral goer. And so we went to a lot of funerals. We had a big family. She had, I think it was like 15 of them. And, you know, she had 10 kids. So it was a lot of us. And so, <laughs> yeah, so we were always going to different funerals and they were always calling her past span. And so I went, you know, and so I would see that. And I didn't tell anybody for a while until I told her. She was the only person I told because I didn't think anybody else would understand. And I didn't understand because I was a little girl when these things You're like happened. the ghost whisperer. I'm telling you, it was crazy. It's like, and some people, they would be sick. And so you knew they were dying. You know what I mean? Like they had cancer or whatever. But some people weren't, you know, they, we didn't obviously know that they were sick. And all of a sudden I would have this flash and I would see that. And it scared the shit out my ass because, you know, they would look exactly like, like one of my aunties, she had a, a white suit on. And that was what I saw her in the casket. And I promise you, when I went to the funeral, she had the exact same white suit on. So what I did, right? What I did was I asked God to take that away from me. Because I was so scared. <laughs> you know, and I, I laugh because I think about um the sixth sense. Yes. people <laughs> and then you know i was raised pentecostal so you know all that stuff was of the, of the devil you know you was going to hell for all of those things you know and i was like i'm not interested in, in hell i'm good you know <laughs> but um but yeah so i asked for that to just go away and it did and then i came full circle when i started really you know opening up in this world you know i started taking reiki and then i had a mentor in Arizona that mentored me with like the Bach flower remedies. And, you know, he talked to me about, you know, energy and all kinds of stuff. And it was amazing. And then I started having experiences again, but it wasn't like that. It was like, let me see people before they're dead. (laughs) Right. I was like, I don't need that, but it would come through, you know, and I actually actually had one in the church, which was really weird. And I, my pastor said something about it and I was like, I can't tell him. <laughs> but I seen this girl and she actually was like on dialysis and stuff. And I was talking to her one day and cause I think I used to do um, like a GED and she was getting a GED or something. And so I was talking to her one day and all of a sudden I got that flash and I was like, Oh gosh, she's going to die. She's gonna die. Uh-huh. And so I told my ex-husband, I said, I seen this thing. He was like, baby, do you think you should talk to the pastor? I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. And a couple months later, she died and awesome. looked exactly like the same, but I haven't had any of those experiences, but I have had where they just show up, you know, but then mm-hmm. the other part too is, and I want to ask you about this. What I do a lot of times is I say I'm open to receive. Yes. And then that opens the door for me. Mm-hmm. So do you have a process that you use in order to get into that space of mediumship? Um, yeah. And, you know, I just want to go just kind of touch on what you said. You know, I have some, some similar things that I just am not comfortable with. So you do, you have to set those boundaries with spirit. Like, okay, I don't want to see this or that. Like I know 
in mediumship, a lot of people don't want to bring through children who've passed. And, yeah. and at first I thought the same, I'm like, I have three kids, you know, I don't really want to bring through people, kids who've died in tragic ways yeah. or every child's passing is tragic. Um, but then I started, you know, doing them, practicing them and, you know, they came through in such loving, sweet ways that I, I realized it doesn't have to be tragic for me to um, give their their family healing. You know, um, yeah, it's yeah. Not always like that. Um, but so when I when I do my uh, mediumship, you know, I of course we know about the brainwave states, which you know explain the science. That's the science of mediumship and how we can all get into that alpha theta brainwave state. Right. And so I pretty much. Um, I do a little talk before I get started and I have a little kind of, I call it my soft opening. It's, it's not really a prayer. It's just a little thing on my, my, my index card that I read. And for me, it's just kind of like um, a little mechanism, like a, an, a switch that allows me to go from beta and talking to them into that alpha theta brainwave state. And it's just kind of, you know, a soft transition. And, and then I just take, you know, I'll take a drink, <laughs> a sip of my water and a couple deep breaths. And I, Go, when I start to look off to the side, you know, that means I'm going into that alpha theta brainwave state. So that's my transition, but I'm, I'm the same. I set up, you know, I set up boundaries. And I always ask my clients if they're okay with anything that comes through, you know, some people yeah. don't do that, but I just feel like that respects their boundaries. Even if, even if I know technically that the spirit world's only going to give them what they're okay with, um, yes. it kind of just creates, I think a connection with, with the sitter. So I do that, but, um, yeah, I think we all have our, you know, rich, I want to say rituals, but I, you know, yeah, I don't, really they are. To, yeah. And I don't need to meditate or anything like that ahead of time. I do meditation and sitting in the power regularly. So I don't need yeah. to do it ahead of a reading, but, um, <clears throat> that's interesting though, that you, let's see, I didn't, I, I, I've, I've only seen one, one apparition, but I don't know, was your, was, was yours like people were in front of you or was it more like a, like a vision, like clairvoyance? Mm, so typically sometimes it's clairvoyance sometimes they're in front of me um a lot of times I'm my strongest clair is a clear audience so a lot of times mm -hmm. I hear mm -hmm. you know and they'll come through like that and they'll a lot of times they'll tell me stuff oh. you know and it, it's, it's it's been really really um exciting really because they'll tell me stuff and then I'm like okay you know and when I did um, one of the courses that I've done, because I, I, I've been, I should have actually been doing it now for about a year, I've been doing courses. So I've done um, some courses with, um, this year I did a lot of courses with Carrie Stanfast. You know her? No, that doesn't ring a bell. She's um, out of UK. I'll talk her up. <laughs> and let me tell you how I found her, which is really weird. And I already knew that it was spirit. That's why I took it, <laughs> because I got an email from her. I had never seen her. Did not know her. It was not on her email list. And I got an email that says she's doing this class for six weeks. And, and I think it was something like $80 or something like that. And I said, oh, I can do that. Me and so too. I jumped in. And then, you know, after a while, she's she's amazing. I love her. But she um she's, you know, been doing that class. And we do like psychic stuff and we do medium stuff. And, you know, we had she like brought somebody in and we did a sitter like that and you know, different things. And of course, you know, same thing with the breakout rooms and all that other stupid stuff. But um, but we just had a lot of fun and she showed how, you know, you can just, just have fun with it. Yeah. You know, and how you can just relax and, you know, all this. And so I, I started with that. And then I think I found 
your thing. And then I came to a couple of circles and I was like, okay. And then I did Carol's, um, Carol Massey's Carol Massey? mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was actually going to do the other one, but I think I just wasn't supposed to. I think I was tired. <laughs> and because uh, you know, sometimes you just, you need a break. Yeah. But I did. And I started, you know, and things started happening. And so, like I said, I do readings in the metaphysical shop, but not mediumship, mm-hmm. you know, oh. but they come through. Is it intuitive? Yes, I do intuitive readings. I, you know, I used to use the cards a lot, but spirit told me to stop using the cards. So I don't use them that often. Lot but, of times, but, but you said spirits come through too. So you're kind of, that's the way it should be, honestly. Yeah, they just come through. I mean, sometimes I'm doing the reading and all of a sudden, you know, I'll hear something or I'll say something, you know, they'll show me something and then I'll tell the people, hey, you know, you got um so-and-so in spirit because I think it's, it feels like, you know, it's a lady or whatever, whatever. I'm sitting beside you. <laughs> and that was even before I had any, any training, you know, and oh. it was wild because when I did Carrie's training, the first time she said, um, I came in and, you know, you introduce yourself and all this stuff. And I didn't know anybody else in there. Nobody. Because I got an email. So I was like, this is definitely from spirit, you know? And I didn't know anybody. And so I came in and she said, um, you have a natural affinity for this. And, you know, she's one that, you know how they go to, um, what is that college? Oh, uh, Finley. Finley, yeah. Yeah, they go and you know, they, I love it. I'm like, they get the bachelor's in psychic arts. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wow. <laughs> but she was like, you got a natural affinity for this because, you know, I just came in. and Thanks one to one, right? You know, she, yeah, because she was like, you know, uh, she does things like um, just kind of put you on the spot. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I love it. You know, I, at first, you know, I was a little scared, but I yeah. love it. And then she was like, listen, she was like, just tell the people what you get. She was like, don't say maybe, you know, none of that shit. She don't think like, about it. Tell the people. She said, wait, if it comes, just give it to them. Yeah, and that's how I've been doing. And it's like okay, and so that's kind of what has happened with the psychic readings that I'm doing in the damn shop. Sometimes there are people will just come through, and I'm like, uh, I feel like your grandma's here. You know, you got a grandma in spirit. They're like, yeah. I was like, and does she blah 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 blah? And I'll give them, you know, the evidence and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> so that's kind of how it happened for me. Doesn't that feel great when when you're like you're in that energy of, of the spirit world. And it just, it feels good energetically. Um, even if, even if bad stuff comes through, it's all love the way they're, they're explaining it is all love. So just that energy feels, feels so good. And, um, but when it, when it comes through and it's unexpected and it's accurate, it's, it's like, you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. You know, Girl, it's like, I I'm- was like, <laughs> and the group was so funny. Cause the girl I was reading with, she goes, I didn't know you were a medium. And I looked at her and I said, I didn't either. Did I? <laughs> surprise. I was like, surprise. And she was like, oh my God, you know? And yeah. So it was so crazy because, you know, some of them will come through and they're like, you know, oh, well, cause I'll ask them the first thing. I'm like, you know, why are you here? And you know, what is it that you're looking for? Da, 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 da. And they're like, oh, well, you know, I just came through and I saw that they had a reader there. And so I came and blah, 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 blah. And, and I have these girls, they come almost every time I'm in the shop, like almost every awesome. month that I'm in there, they, they come it's, and they're friends. And so they want a reading together. Yeah. yeah. So like one is sitting there and, and usually I confirm what the other one already told them <laughs> <laughs> that I didn't know, you know, you. yeah. She's like, that's what I said. And cause I looked at one girl and said, you told her that didn't you? She goes, yeah. You know? So anyway, but yeah, so but they just come through and I'm like, you know, and at one time I was like, can I control this? 
you know, not that you want to, but how do you feel about that? Oh, no, I definitely feel, no, you can't, I mean, you you can control it, but but I think that when you start controlling it, the reading goes sideways. Um, yeah. I mean, you can cut it off. You can be like, I don't, you know, I'm done reading for the day or whatever. But I think when you're open and you let everything come through, you know, um, that and you trust that spirit's going to be there, um, you're just a, you're just like a, a conduit. You're just a, a mouthpiece. Like a vessel. Like a what? A vessel. Yes, exactly. You're, you're we're just like how we have the babies, you know, we're just a vessel. <laughs> yeah, we're um, <laughs> the communication and, you know, we're just the, the mouthpiece and we, we just relay whatever information we're aware of. And it could be, you know, it comes through all of our senses. That's, that's the um, amazing part about it is we can feel it. We can see it. We can hear it, you know, clear audiently. Um, and no, I feel like I don't even believe we should ask them questions. I think we just let them tell their story. Um, but you can, I mean, I've definitely done that with teachers, but I feel like when I start um, controlling it or I start asking questions, that's when I get out of my alpha theta, theta brainwave state and I go back into beta um, because I'm, I'm thinking now, what do I want to ask them? See, but when I we usually just, don't. I usually just ask, well, I let them come through. And then yeah. sometimes I ask them like, you know, well, what's your name? Or, you know, something, especially for um Carol's stuff in the group, you know, how you're you're looking at the picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll do that and and yeah, and they'll yeah, and, and it's okay for me that way. You know, you can. In fact, um one of my teachers um, always said the way he read was the first the, when he becomes aware of the spirit communicator, he's like, you know, what's your name and what's your story? So I I like to I don't always do this, but when I have a client, I'll ask them the name of the person that they want to hear from, just because for me, it just gets me in that energy by hearing their name. Gotcha. Um, but I don't always need that. Sometimes when I, when I see a booking, <coughs> excuse me, I'll look at the person's name that booked the book, the reading, and I automatically feel, oh, they're here for their brother or they're here for their mom or they're, they're here for their, their daughter or something. Um, so I just know right away. But then getting that name is kind of a validation. I'm like, oh, they were here for their mom and and, and the person they wanted to hear from is Gladys. And I'm like, oh, that's their mom. Um, but I don't always do that. And sometimes I ask for the relationship, but generally, oh, well, sometimes they'll tell me. <laughs> mm -hmm. But I just try to let the evidence bear out the relationship. Um, I think I've gotten off track, but um, yeah, I just think that- No, that's right. The more we just open to spirit, I think the more accurate we become and the more information we get- I think just being, you know, being open to whatever they give us um, kind of just gives us that credibility because we trust so much. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That that to me is like the major thing in all of this is trust. Yeah. And I, I laugh because because <laughs> I pull cards for myself like every day. Right. So <laughs> for like three weeks, I kept pulling trust your intuition. Trust your intuition. It's her to tell you something, isn't it? Right? I was like, okay, all right, you know, but right. But what is your favorite teacher that you've had? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, gosh, I've had a lot of really good teachers. Um, yeah. well, I'm going to to toot his horn because he. He really was um, probably the teacher that I grew. I mean, you know, I've had I've had wonderful teachers. I will say my first teacher was Marie Hess, and she um, she's a, a fantastic teacher. I'm really good with um, people who are just starting out, kind of getting them out of their shell. But I I moved pretty soon into 
classes with Charlie Kelly and you can find him on YouTube. He's got a million videos. Um, he, yeah, he's the gold standard, I think, for evidential mediumship. He is a wonderful teacher. Um, he's got and he's so uh, down to earth. Yeah, and he's got a really and good no fluff. And he's got a very, very close connection with his spirit guides, and they they kind of guide him through the lessons that he has his, his students do. And he he'll throw you into a breakout room. First, he'll explain what's going on. They'll put you in a breakout room or four, <laughs> and um, then bring you back, and he'll answer all your questions. And then he'll put you in another breakout room so you can get that thing sorted. Whatever problem you had in the last exercise, you can do again with a different exercise. Um, and then he stays after and answers questions for everybody. So he was definitely um, the teacher that I learned the most under. Um, but now I'm I'm studying with Andy Bing. He's um, uh, he went to Arthur Finley, um, and you know he has so much philosophy, and he teaches completely differently. I um, I've learned a lot from him, but his style is completely different. Um, <clears throat> and I just think that so many people will stick with one teacher for a long time. And I think that's really limiting. Yeah. I just am from the school of thought that the more teachers you have, the more you can kind of take what you resonate with and just leave the rest. I yes. think that yes, 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 <laughs> don't, yes, I mean, don't yes. we all form our own beliefs and philosophies? Yes. And I think going to different teachers, you learn that. And that's kind of the stepping stone that got me into teaching was, you know, going to these different teachers whom I love them all um but just you know getting the best parts of what they've taught you know that I connect with yes. and that's what I want to teach my students it's like what I, what I felt or what I learned or what I know um based on my own experience is is what I want to you know share with other people so um what about you who have been <laughs> you I don't have to say, <laughs> I was gonna say your class was, your class was amazing Aww. I really did enjoy it and it, it was just mine's just like a a foundational uh, mediumship course. It's like, you know, anybody who's never done mediumship, I kind of just teach you, you know, the basics. And um, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed your class. Um, I enjoyed Carol's class. I've taken a class from Carol. Um, Carrie, like I said, she was the first, well, she's the second class because I took a online class from, um, what is her name? Suzanne Giesman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I took okay. her online class through, um, what is the name mm -hmm. of that group? You, you know, like, not Udemy, it's um, Spirit uh Oh, I know you. You know what I'm talking I, about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it. Yeah, they have the, the, the shaman stuff and all the different things and shifting shifting the shift or oh, something like that. Oh, yeah, the shift network. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. She did she did a class through the shift network. So I took her class. She was That was the first one that I ever took. And I was like, ah, I liked her. And I do watch her and I like her. Um, but then when I, I got the email from Carrie, I joined that class and I, I've taken classes with her all year. And matter of fact, I signed up to take one in January, six week class with her, but I've enjoyed her and I, I love her style and I like her spirit and, you know, and she's, she's very encouraging and she also, um, pushes you. That's important. Yeah. And I needed, I knew I needed it. And so I, 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 I love that. Like I said, and I I loved Carol's class. I thought it was very interesting. Yours was good. Um, I can't really say that I have a favorite. And then of course, you know, Charlie, I watch on YouTube. Yeah, and yeah. Martin Twycross, I've been watching him. Oh, I, love I, do, yes. I love him because he's without the fluff, you know? Because I yeah. hate all that stuff. Cause I used to watch um another girl from New Zealand, Victoria something. That's I liked her, but she got a lot of fluff. 
like it's you know the video be an hour and a half long and really about 30 minutes worth of you know teaching and i'm like no i don't want to do that because that's andy andy's prone to two-hour lectures and i have the attention span yeah. of a nap. so i and love then, i have to listen to him and then go back and listen again so i can write i yes. just can't do all in one sitting you know I, I have one more teacher i want to talk about um is my trans teacher i can't believe i forgot to talk about him um, his name's Andre Georgievich, um, but he's a wonderful trans teacher. And I've learned trans speaking, trans healing, and trans evidential. And trans evidential is some kind of amazing um, because it's- I, I was going to say, what is that? Can you explain? Yeah, yeah. So he explained it as being the future of mediumship. And I completely agree because we right now are the middleman. We're the, the medium um, yeah. and we're a conduit. <laughs> but when you do trans evidential- you become the discarnate spirit. So essentially oh, you step into their, their spirit body and talk, you know, and in the trance in the trance state, which is a theta brainwave state, um, you talk from essentially their voice. And so, um, I did this, I took a workshop with him and I was in, imagine this, he had like 60 people in his class and he did, um, for three days, he did student demonstrations and I participated in two of them out of 60 people I got two of them and it was just meant to be and I had such an amazing experience but I brought through my friend's mother and I had to I had to reach out to him later and, and say you know I need to give you this information because I felt like I, I wasn't able to give him that much feedback in class but afterwards I said I felt like I was in her kitchen and I could see her living room and I could see her legs and I just described everything to him and he understood all of it and I'm like I definitely felt like I was in her body seeing the world from her perspective and seeing it's it's amazing and um and so that's that's going to be the the future of of mediumship really is you know you're not going to be yourself as a, a connector of you know from spirit to sitter you're going to actually be that discarnate spirit spirit talking to their loved one and you feel I can the see that actually Oh my gosh, Tammy, I, you feel I watched the trance um demonstration one time on YouTube I can't I can't remember who it was. It was one of those old ones because it was like an old video. Even. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember who it was, but it was so interesting. I mean, it was, and I did that like a long, I wasn't even in this world. Yeah, It just popped up on YouTube one day and I, I saw it and I was like, wow. That is funny. Is, and, and my question was, is this real? It's so emotional. And I have to tell you that um, at least two or three times, three times I came out of the trance because I have, a bit of an awareness that I'm doing that, like that I'm in there, but, but you don't really feel like you have control over what's happening. You're just kind of a, basically a little bit aware. So when I came out of the trance, I was, I, I was crying. I mean, that's how, you know, here was a, a man, a man, a grown man talking to his deceased mother and I was in her body and, um, and he just, you know, you're allowed to at one point say something to the, the spirit communicator and I just, I came out and I was crying. That was his mother's response. It wasn't me. Um, but, oh man, it's, it's so just really moving and really um, mind blowing. It's, it's such a different experience. So yeah, I will have to get you there. Cause you have to, you have to experience it. Yeah. Cause that's neat. Is, I mean, that's already neat. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Um, I have one question too. Now what, okay. What do you feel about? Cause this is something I've noticed too. A lot of people that are in the spiritual world, whether they're psychic or whether they're medium or whether they're psychic medium, because we know that um, all mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are medium. Right. And so uh, what do you feel about this? I've noticed that so many of us 
have so many health problems mm -hmm. and things. So how do you see, how have you experienced this? I mean, with other people, because I'm like, almost everyone that I talk to, we've been through some type of health crisis or some type of something, you know, in this world. And I, 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 I've been, I actually have been thinking about um, maybe doing this as a thesis because oh. it, yeah, because I'm getting my master's in uh, metaphysics. And I've been thinking about that because I've noticed it so much. And my mom actually says something about that. She goes, I just don't understand. She goes, this other girl, she's, she does something she said. And she said, and she had problems with this, that, and the third. And she's like, and you've been to the hospital, the doctor more than I have this year. <laughs> you know, my mom. And I'm like, I know. And she's like, I'm trying to figure out why. And I thought about it and I was like, there is, there seems to be a correlation of it. So what do you think about that? That's an amazing question. Um, you know, I, I guess I've not really put thought into that, but the first thing that came to mind when you were talking about it is, you know, just that it's all energy. So I think, uh, you know, when we light workers um, constantly, you know, give our energy away, you know, through readings, through healings, um, <clears throat> I, I just think it's, it's kind of like depleting us. Um, although it kind of fills us up too. I mean, because we get good energy from the spirit world, because every time we connect, that's healing. We're connected to universal consciousness. We're connected to the spirit world. And I think that's healing too, but maybe it's just that subtle, you know, um, you know, kind of like almost like after you go, you go for a workout at the gym, you're yeah. immediately exhausted. You feel better, but you're yeah. tired. Yes. You know, it's, I think we kind of live in that state you know, and also because we are all empaths, um, I feel like we take on other people's energy and sometimes it's negative. And, you know, like, I don't know if we were talking about this before the show or before you started recording or after, but a lot of times we will take on people's illnesses. Yes. And so we'll have things and it's like, this is not mine. I get that all the time. If I start a reading, I'm like, I've got a headache and I know this is not my headache. Yes. And then I'll ask the person, or I won't ask, I'll say, you would understand that your mother um, had frequent headaches and, you know, it turns out that's evidential. Um, so, and I get a lot of that, I, a lot of clairsentient uh, feelings, like physical uh, feelings yes. um, during readings. And in fact, I don't know what's going on energetically here. My basement's cold, but I'm like shivering. I, I don't feel, I was, didn't feel cold before, but now it's like, there's some really good energy here and it's exciting. It's not um, draining, but um. Yeah, yeah, I just think it's a kind of a an energetic thing. I don't know if I have a better answer than that, but I just feel like our energy is constantly in and out and I feel up and down and I just feel like, you know, we're just constantly shifting. And I think yeah. that, well, well, I'm curious what you have, like, how you feel about that. Where do you think it, it comes I from? I do. I feel the same way because I know that, you know, like we, talk, we talked about before, as an empath, you know, I realized that one time I picked up depression and- I don't suffer from depression, you know, I never really have, you know, here and there. And, you know, people tried to say, oh, you're depressed or whatever, but I, I didn't feel that. And so I, I noticed that um, I started going through a uh, Reiki and I, I realized that. And I was like, it's not mine. And I did like a medical intuitive class with um, uh, Tina Zion medical intuition um thing and she said as a matter of fact I had a session with her and she said you know 
She said, you are medical intuitive. I said, yeah. I said, but I think I'm, I'm afraid of it. And she said, yeah. She said, it feels like that. She said, but once you allow it, it's going to be okay. She said, but one thing about you, she said, you pick up people's shit. <laughs> she said that to me. And I was like, you know, and she was like, so you just have to tell it. It's not mine. Get out. Let go. Yeah. Let go you know, back. she was like, tell it to go. And so I think sometimes, you know, most of us don't know this. You know, we don't know that, you know, we're absorbing other people's stuff. Right. You know, because we, you know, a lot of times we know we're absorbing their energy, but we don't know that we're absorbing their you know, sicknesses and shit, you know. And, and Right. It's like, you know, we don't know. And so I think that, you know, it is a thing. But I think as we learn how to protect ourselves and, you know, because what I have noticed is that a lot of us have autoimmune stuff. Yes. I mean, literally, I can think of everybody I know. You know? Right, right. It's like at some level, it's like, oh, my God, you know, what is this? And mm-hmm. so it's like, OK, is it that, you know, we all absorb like that all the time or what is really going on? So, you know, that that is my, you know, that's my lingering question. Well, you know what's interesting on that same um, kind of theory is what about the people who aren't? I mean, I'm, I know we're all naturally empaths, but the people who don't recognize it, like, you know, no offense, to my husband, but like my husband, he would never think that he is a sensitive person or picks up other people's energy. But you wonder comparatively how people who are light workers and people who are who are not who are not professed light workers, what is the incidence? I wonder of of illness versus healing you know like because I feel like a lot of times we like we talked about this before heal Mm -hmm. ourselves you know as healers I mean I went through something in July and I thought I was dying again and I remember it went to I think that's how we really connected really hard because you you posted something and I was like girl what's going on you know I was like you need to see healing or what (laughs) do you need me to send a gift basket no I because I see that and it's like you know, and then you said something about, you know, you had to go to the hospital and this, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. Oh yeah. Cause we were doing the class. The iron infusions I was getting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that, um, we recognize that. And it's almost like to me when that, when I start feeling low or sick, I, I go into that mode where, okay, I need some space. I need some quiet. I need to, I need to meditate. You know, it's like, I need to heal myself now because no one's going to do it for me. Yep. Um, and you can only, I think you can only rely on you know, Western medicine, you know, for so much of it, I, you know, if we rely on, well, and we're spiritual beings. And I think that our bodies have an amazing healing power and we just have to give them some time and space to do that. Yeah. So I just think it's about honoring our bodies. And I think a lot of people maybe who are not as in touch spiritually with them, their soul, maybe don't have that same um, realization that they can, they can heal themselves. So I think I'd be surprised. I'd well, like to people, see people don't, you know, and, I, and this is the problem that I have with religion, you know, it's like you go in the church and, you know, you're sick. And I mean, I thought the church was supposed to be a hospital for, you know, the sick healing soul, or... you know, healing souls and all this stuff. And, and, you know, even I tell people, cause they're like, well, you know, cause I get a lot of hate stuff sometimes, you know, and, you know, you're doing the devil's work and all the stupid stuff. And I tell them, I say, but does not the Bible say physician heal thyself? I know that it says that because I've read it many, many times. And so I'm like, lots of healers in the Bible. Lots of them. And I'm like, you know, I think we, our bodies actually were designed to heal themselves. 
And, you know, and, and honestly, I think we talked before, you know, we got on that was, that's the place that I'm in. It's like, you know, I, I, it's almost like I heard, you know, you're energy healing, so heal yourself. You know what I mean? And so all these things that, you know, I've been dealing with stuff, I'm good because I don't even feel like, I don't feel like it's anything really, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that mm-hmm. the processes that I do, like, like every day before I go to bed and before I get out of the bed, I meditate and I, you know, send energy through my, through my body. And I do like a color healing, mm-hmm. you know, because I love the color healing and I do that and I send it through all my chakras and, you know, like I have this thing and I've just, I lay hands on it because I know that my hands are healing hands. Yes. I Same. know that. And so I'm like, I, you know, without a doubt. And it's funny because I actually was talking to a friend just before we got on. I said, you know, I said, I am supposed to help people and heal them with my hands. I know this. Mm-hmm. And and the wild thing is the couple of different reviews I just got said that they were like, oh, my God, your hands are healing hands. And, you know, and if you need you want to get a get a, you know, healing or whatever, you need get one with her and all these things. And I was like, how? Oh, and then I thought about it. And my husband said it one day. He said, baby, he said, you know, you got healing hands. And I said, yeah. And so I was talking to her and I said, you know, I got to find a place where I can see people in person. Not too many, but <laughs> see people in person. I said, because I'm supposed to use my hands, you know, to heal. And I was like, it took me a long time to actually really um, get there because I was afraid. But I've been healing people with my hands since I was like four years old. Me too. Like yes, I literally I used to, my grandmother used to call me up to the front of the church to lay hands on people and pray. And I, you know, I was a little girl. So I didn't know, you know, but. I knew that that was in me, but you know, of course, you know, you grow up and you get away from a lot of that and and then you get scared and stuff like that because, you know, at one time I thought, um, well, I can't heal them. You know, I'm not God. You know what I mean? And I felt the pressure. So I kind of like backed away and, you know, went backpedaled a little bit and I was like, I can't do this. Grandmother knew. She knew. She she did. Yeah. She was amazing. Yeah, so I said, okay, it's all good. So um, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you. So what would your advice be to someone that, you know, started realizing that they had this gift? Hmm, that's a great question. You know, honestly, I just feel like, I feel like we, we, we step into it when we're ready, but I also believe in divine timing. So I believe that everything lines up for us to step into it when we're supposed to. Of course, I also believe in the birth plan. And I know not every, it's controversial. Not everybody believes in that, but I believe that it everything's predestined. And when we come here, we have, you know, that plan set up and we follow that. So we, it's already in our path. We just have to step into it when we're supposed to. So I think all, um, a, a big thing is trusting in your spirit team that they'll be there to support you. Um, yes. I think it's so important for people to, um, get to know their spirit team through, you know, med- meditation, prayer, whatever works for them to um, make that connection. Um, but also having um, confidence that you have the that power to 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 not only understand or have a connection with your spirit team, but also to be able to help other people. You know, we are all energy. We are part of the universe. The universe is inside of us. Yes. You know, we are all God consciousness or universal consciousness. Yes. 
And, you know, if that energy is flowing through all of us and through all, everything around us, then all we have to do is, is turn on that ability to, um, to work with it. You know, it's, it's already there for us. We yes. just need to be ready and be open and say, yes, I will. And, and step into that. Yeah. Step into that power. And, and I think it just comes at a different time in everybody's life, you know, and yes. I think it's helpful if people have always had, you know, some sort of a connection to spirit, like you've always had experiences and then, yeah. you know, all this, the church and healing and everything, you know, that that helps you once you are at the place where you're finally ready to step into it and work, you know, yes. you've already had so much uh, life experience to draw on yeah. and some people don't have that. So they're kind of starting from scratch and, you know, learning at age 40 or 50, uh, kind of the ins and outs and the terminology and stuff like that. So yeah. I think if you've always had an open mind, you, then you're really ahead of the game, but definitely trust is is the most important factor I think what yeah. about you what do you think that what is your best advice I actually feel the same I feel like um once you begin to open up because I always feel like um like for me I feel like Reiki is you know how they say that marijuana is the gateway to, to other drugs which I don't agree with but you know that's what they say <laughs> yeah but I feel like that's that about Reiki like Reiki is the introduction to energy that's a beautiful you know what I mean like that 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 really started opening me up to all the other things you know because now I've done god so many healing things you know mm -hmm. I'm a theta healer and a sacred soul alignment and some other thing I've got so many of those little classes that I you know under my belt but it was like that opened me up now I don't often tell people that I do Reiki because I honestly I can't remember all those damn symbols and stuff but I use the energy <laughs> It's a lot of information. I don't do Reiki. I'm, you know, I give you all. It's I energy. Don't. That's why I said I, it's energy. That's why people like I'm energy healer, you know, because I use a lot of different techniques and stuff. But you know what? I, I just feel like that opened up, and that you know because that put me on the trajectory of meditating. Yes. You know, well, see, that was, how right. that was a starting point. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like. You know, people always tell me, because I, I like to do classes on meditations too, because people say, oh, I can't meditate. I can't meditate. I've got ADHD. I got it. I say, yeah, I got it, probably all this stuff too. But here's the thing. I'm not a person that can sit and do two-hour meditations. That is not me. I can do a 15-minute, a 20-minute, a 30-minute, possibly an hour. But I don't even go like that. And plus, you know, I can meditate washing dishes. Hours. You know, I can <laughs> meditate ironing. I can meditate Driving. outside walking. Shit, I try not to do that. But, but <laughs> you know, and I, I like to meditate on the beach, you know, different things and stuff. I tell people, I said, don't limit yourself. And, you know, don't put yourself in a box where, you know, you just have to sit there cross-legged and, you know, put your feet on the floor. And because I told somebody one day, I said, you know what, what pisses me off about people that do that? I said, because what about the people that are paralyzed and can't get up? So they can't meditate because they can't put their feet on the floor? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? Great example, yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, why? Why do we have all of these rules and semantics when really you're just connecting with the spirit team? It's available so to that, yeah. So that's kind of you know how I feel about that. It's like you know, when you open the door, then it walks in. Yes, I love you know, that. So, so yeah. So I have one more question before we land this plane. So this is a question I ask everybody, but what is one thing that you would like to change in the world? Oh, this is an easy one. Um, oh, wow. Everybody usually says, oh, that's a hard one. I'm like, okay. Well, you know, I just, 
from my experience, um, <laughs> excuse me, I I feel like there are so many people out there who don't really have an understanding of all of this, of of mediumship, of how we connect, of how they can connect to their own loved ones. Yeah. And these are the things I want to teach and that I have been teaching is, you know, how, and I tell my students, I don't know if you remember, but like first day of class, I'm like, I'm not going to teach you um, how to connect to the spirit world. You're already doing that all day long. I'm going to teach you how to give a reading. Yeah, so, I remember um, you did say that. Yeah, and you know, and I think that's really important because I don't want there to anyone to feel separate from the spirit world because yeah. we're always there. But um, I do like to, you know, I use. So this is my one um, index card. My other one is just a really short kind of introduction. When I have a client, I just give them a little like four minute um kind of how I work I teach them the science about this because I want them to understand they can do it too and I'm teaching a class on December 3rd here in my town to people in the city um on exactly the same thing on how to connect to their loved ones and it's it has the same mechanisms as you know as mediumship I teach them how to connect to the spirit world you know well not not I don't teach them how I talk about what they're already doing I just put words to it and um and just teach them how to become aware of that energy and and you know i just really feel between that and also educating people about the science of mediumship kind of takes the takes the woo-woo out of it takes the you know mysticism out of it and makes it yeah. something that people can digest and something that's something they can comprehend and i think and of course we know that everybody calls what we do you know we they call us psychics even if we're I only practice mediumship professionally, um, but they just don't understand the, the terminology. And I think that education is the most important thing. In fact, I have um, all this stuff structured and set up ready to roll out over the next couple of years. That's going to do just that. It's, you know, classes and education and not just for mediums, but also for the general public. Because I think it's important that when we know what's happening and we understand, then we're more comfortable with it. Um I just think a lot of people just don't know. And I think that would be helpful is education on, on the spirit world and our, on our own energy um, to help people feel comfortable in their own skin and to help people heal themselves, you know, going, circling back to that, you know, if they know how to meditate and, and, you know, access their own healing centers, then I think that the world will just be honestly a different place. Yeah. Well, so what's your answer? I, you can't just... Let me answer in <laughs> um, I actually was thinking about this. So do you feel like we are having our own sort of awakening in that area in America? I think the world is. I think there's a shift happening. I mean, at least that's because, what all you know, it's so much more common in like the UK and some of these other places where they it's just yeah, but, well, but I mean, mediumship, mediumship started in America and then it went out to every place else. I mean, with the, what are those sisters from New York with the knockings, the wrappings on the wall. So, I mean, I, I think that, I think that there's so much going on in the world today and there's so much, you know, division and whatnot. And I think that people are really wanting to come back um, yes. to their essence into yes what makes us all the same you know yeah, it's like yeah. okay there's enough out there in the world um you know telling us how different we are let's 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 really learn about how we're similar yeah. and, and you know going just going back to the energy you know we both said it's all energy and 
and yeah. and I think that's that's our commonality and we're all yes. having a human experience so yes. I think it's definitely a shift happening and I really hope that um more people will you know come to our <laughs> come to our way of thinking and you know just knowing that there's more to life than just you know a nine-to-five you know I was going to say do you do you feel like we're going to experience that in our lifetime because you and I are very close in age and so you feel like in our lifetime we will experience that uh huge resurgence because I'm like I feel like you I see the shifts happening you know but of course it's little by little you know but we all want a big explosion but do you see that coming in our lifetime oh gosh you know that's that's such a strange um question to consider because you know we have kids who you know, are, I don't know, millennials or whatever the generation before that is, you know, we are Gen Xers. Um, now they have social media. Now we have AI, you know, it's almost like dehumanizing the world more and more yes. rather than going the other direction. So I think at some point people are going to crave you know, stopping all of that, stopping the social media, at least temporarily to go back into themselves and get to know you know, their true nature. So, you know, I hope, cause they say we're, we're three-dimensional beings, you know, some of us are already in the fourth dimension, some are shifting yeah. to the fifth. I mean, I hope that everybody experiences that, but I worry about people who just aren't open at all to anything spiritual. You know, it's like, it's almost like um they're kind of, it's a spiritual crisis for some people and some, yes. you know, I think cultures. And I just, you know, I I want it for everyone, but um, I think it has to happen in everyone's own time. So who's to say, but I would love to see, I would love to see a shift. I know that religion is kind of in some places, you know, like for instance, my husband's Catholic church, they, they lost so many parishioners and all the local churches, they combined churches and sold some of the churches off oh, wow. because they had so few parishioners. So now that they're, they're small consolidated churches, um, you know, and it's like, you, you can't really regrow that. So you have to go into a different direction. And honestly, I hope it's spirituality rather than religion. Yes. Um, I mean, not to say people can't have their religion, but there's so much more to the world. I was going to say, but why? Okay. So in fairness, you know, I am a Christian and a medium, so yeah. I, it's kind of this weird dichotomy and it's hard to explain, but it's like, yeah. I give myself permission to be both. Not everybody doesn't have to have to be. Um, yeah. But I don't like for people to limit me and tell me I can't because I'm a medium. I can't be a Christian. Um, yeah. Although I'm not sure how Christianity fits in. I definitely believe in God. So that's, that's my, I was going to say, that was what I say. I, I always tell people, I said, I can't really call myself a Christian, but what I say is I love God. Yes. That will, then that's I more love me. God. Yeah. And I, and mean, I, I, still, I read the Bible still, you know, like I, I actually just bought this message box. Ooh, that's a nice one. Yeah. <laughs> large print. Oh, they were showing exactly. Now, large print. Look, seven <laughs> bucks on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, I, I still, you know, like I said, I still read the Bible sometimes and stuff. And I, I talk to God, but I love God. But I cannot do religion. I can't do it. I just yeah. No. I I read that on your page. I got that about you, and 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 I I really think that that's kind of um an evolved thing you know and I'm not saying that yeah. people who are religious aren't evolved no. but I feel like it's also another limiting belief you know yes. um I mean it I do I do um love the people that I know who are very religious 
um, are very patient and, um, and, and forgiving with their, with their religion and with the people around them. Um, but sometimes I feel there's a bit of intolerance toward people who are not in their religion or, or, or are not religious. And I feel that towards me sometimes. Um, so, you know, I just want everyone to get along, you know, and I just want I was say, to in the mortal words of, uh, what, what was his name? Rodney King. Can't we all just get we along? Just get along right? <laughs> so do you think that we're going to see that also in, in, you know, in our lifetimes? Do you think we'll see a shift or, you know, towards, you know, an elevated consciousness? I, I want to. Yeah. I want to. I mean, I, I have these desires for it because, you know, when I first started doing this stuff, you know, I was doing readings and psychic stuff and, you know, reading cards and this, that, and the third. And I had so many people that gave me so much hate. Mm -hmm. And I am full of love. I mean, I love to a fault. I'm a Scorpio, so, you know, we love, when we love, we love hard. Yeah. So I, I couldn't understand it and it hurt my feelings so bad because they would say stuff like, oh, you're doing Satan's work and you're the devil and this and that. And I one day I just kind of snapped. <laughs> I did a live. I was like, I love God. I said, I love God because I would not be here without God. You know, him or them or however you look at it, the God of your own understanding. I heard somebody say, Gus, God, universe, source. I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, I I love them. You know, I love that collective and I love God. I was like, without God, I would not be here because I almost died a few times in my life. You know, my ex-husband has AIDS. I do not. And so I think about it now and I, I'm like, I know that it was nothing but God that protected me because we were married 12 years before he found out, we found out. And so I, you know, and so I'm like, no, I love God. I, I love God. I said, now, do I do religion? I don't do that anymore. But I do love God, you know, and I, I read the Bible. I read the Torah sometimes, you know, I look up stuff and read out of the Torah. I read the Quran a little bit. You know, I have I, all those in my house too. I mean, I mean, I look at all kinds of different spiritual texts and I don't think it's anything wrong with that, you know, but, but what I realize about religion is a lot of times people are down on what they're not up on. And the thing that I find is so intolerable is that it's so um, cultish and they, it's like their their minds are so narrow and they just will not expand. They don't understand it and they don't want to. And they just, you know, jump on people. Cause I, I, I saw like, you know, they were jumping on Beyonce and then there was somebody else they were jumping on. And then there was of course somebody else. And I oh, thought dang. to myself, I thought to myself, do they know that they just, this girl just sold out because they acting crazy against her? You know, her concerts sell out. I was mm -hmm. like, and you know what? The Christian people are up in there too. You know, I'm like, I'm like, stop it, you know, stop doing that to people. You know, and that was the part that 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 got me in all the the um brainwashing and the manipulation, because that really is what that is. And I'm like, and I, I I told somebody one time, I said, Do you know that even in the Bible it says manipulation is as witchcraft? I said, What does that mean to you? I said, I know this. Why? Because I went to ministry school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was raised with a pastor so you know I know that that's why people come to me and I'm like you can't come to me with that stuff because I know what's in that book because mm -hmm. I've read it many times we were spoon fed that from children we used to fast on Saturday mornings 
and miss all the cartoons. You remember cartoons only stayed on since 12 o'clock on Saturday? Not like now where the kids could watch them all day and every day and all that. No, we had cartoons on Saturday morning till 12 o'clock. And they used to make us fast. And when we fasted, you couldn't watch TV. Mm -hmm. Things like that. So I'm like, I, I know about that. But yeah, I, I just, I feel like there's a shift happening and I know that there will be a lot of people that will miss the shift, but I believe that a lot of people will grab the shift, you know, and, and like I said, I'm, I'm not ever speaking against God, but that other stuff. <laughs> Don't you feel like, especially with all the, with COVID and the lockdowns and all of that, I just feel like there's kind of like a hunger for more, like for something yes. more substantive, something that feeds our soul. Yes. So I just feel like people are looking into it more. And I wasn't, I wasn't on um, Facebook um, and doing, you know, mediumship prior to COVID that happened right at the beginning of COVID for me. Um, but yeah, maybe a little bit before, but, um, but I wasn't taking a lot of classes yet. And I've definitely noticed the number of people in classes has just kind of skyrocketed. Everyone's out there wanting to, you know, just like their sponges absorbing, you know, everything, doing tons of classes, doing yeah. tons of circles and, and just, I love it because, you know, I like being part of that and seeing everyone's yeah. Movement. yeah and seeing how they you know they change it's it's yeah. just it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like the evolution of the whole thing and and i've seen it now from just you know being in this this area and this this uh this energy you know and it's like you can see that progression and it's like okay because even from like 2017 i think was when i took my first reiki class Wow. And I started seeing things, you know, just seeing things, you know, and I, I hadn't all put it all together yet, you know, because you know how we do you get into <laughs> it and you, you, you know, you feel the energy and you know, the energy, and then you start doing other things and you start doing classes and, you know, and then, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I, I got the shiny object syndrome. I used to <laughs> girl over here. Oh, that looks good. I like that. Oh, that looks good. I'm going to take that, you know, all the Udemy classes. <laughs> Yeah, that was me yeah, you know, I'm like, right I'm like okay you know I'm not I'm not yeah. my, yeah. my first couple years I would use I would use highlighters in my calendar so I could see which things were my my uh, mediumship courses which things were personal which things were, were for my kids my calendar was like a rainbow I just had I had so much of everything and so many classes I think I did my first um, two years, um, I averaged approximately 100 or 150 classes. Um, <laughs> pre yeah, I mean, like pretty much um, I would do three or four classes a week um, and then add all the practice circles into that. It was a really rigorous schedule, but I just loved it. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I, I kind of feel that way too. That's why I'm like, okay, I have to sit down sometimes and say, okay, do I really want to take this? Because like I took a class on Udemy with uh, Elena the Greek. It was a channeling class and I'm going to tell you, it was amazing. I have now done that class probably three or four times and I got it this year and her meditations are stellar. She's a beautiful spirit. I interviewed her as well. And cause I reached out to her after I took the class, I was like, listen, I need you on my show. You know, right. now, you know, we kind of become fast friends. She's such a sweetheart and her classes were amazing and I learned stuff in her classes that I hadn't learned in other people's classes like she talked about like connecting to the Pleiadians and um some of these other things and and she talked about how to fire a guide and 
you know, this kind of stuff. I mean, really amazing girl. That class is amazing, especially for what fifteen ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine or whatever it was. But it was amazing, and and I just and I I love it how when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes, you know what yes. I mean? Because it was a class I didn't really think I needed because I know that I'm a channel and I'm I'm okay with that. And I, I felt like you should be in it. Right. I felt it when I read the description and I looked at it. And then, of course, you know, I went and looked her up on uh, Facebook and I got in her Facebook group, too. Well, and you're, you're, intuition. you're big on intuition and your intuition told you you need to be in that class. And that's yeah. you listen. It was so good. I mean, I, like I said, I every week I usually do one of her meditations because it really was fire and I was like girl and then she has another class I don't know what it is but I didn't do that yet I was like mm, <laughs> I'm still we'll processing next first... year right I'm gonna well, take that to next year but I could do a whole other interview on just um star seeds and Pleiadians and all that stuff because I've done that too I've channeled Pleiadians for a friend and I've had my own experiences as an Arcturian so yeah that's a whole other conversation that is a whole nother, yeah that'd be yeah, hilarious like I don't know if you watched uh, Gaia at all, but De Debbie Solaris, um, she's, what does she call herself? Some sort of a starseed historian or something. She like <laughs> knows the whole, the whole history of all That's the stars. That's so cool. Yeah, there's so much cool stuff out there. So yeah. Some, know, I, I've been thinking about Gaia, but I have not taken that plunge yet. You know, because <laughs> I was like, right. I was like, I don't want to add another thing, another channel, <laughs> another something to do right now is like you know because how we do it's like uh i'm doing this and I'm that and you know i'm going back to work part-time and i'm like uh 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 uh. so i i have have gotten to that place now where i'm like okay wait let me let me think about this for a second let me take a moment and then, let me check my checkbook <laughs> right right take a moment and see you know and also let me check my energy because you know will just be overwhelmed and you know so I'm like no 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 I'm not gonna do that okay so we're gonna land this plane because we've been talking so long and I have loved this Me this too. has been an amazing conversation just like every other I have looked forward to this for so long and I just want to thank you for having me on here and I, yeah. I mean nobody knows this but you and I talked for over an hour before we even started the recording right? this is just you know this is our energy and I just have so much love and respect for you and 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 I appreciate you doing these because you bring on some really cool people with some really cool stories so I just yeah. I love watching watching your videos and thanks for doing this you know for the community for you know everybody so yeah spreading the word it's amazing it is my pleasure and I absolutely love it you know I love you because you know uh y'all if y'all didn't know Beth is a home girl <laughs> yeah, yeah I, we, we swapped hometowns. <laughs> yeah, we both like, it's all good. And we then, and, and we might have been on the same football fields when we were in high school right, together. That's right, because <laughs> I did marching band, she did marching band, and I remember all those days. I mean, my God, it was so amazing. So I'm just like so I'm filled with gratitude because I had been waiting for you to come on. I was like, she said she's coming, she's coming. So I, you know, some people I just I get so excited when I know they're coming in. And Beth is one of those people. So I hope that you all have enjoyed it because I have. It's been an amazing time. Um, to be in her energy is just like fire. So it's just been so good. I don't know what you said. You said you were feeling cold and I was feeling hot. <laughs> I was like, 
I was like, man, I can turn this heat off because I'm feeling hot. Oh, because you have that you have the heater on. <laughs> yeah, but I was like overheated. So I was like, okay. But yeah, so it's been good. But um, you. if you when you are um looking at this and you want to connect with Beth. All of her information and details will be in the show notes, how you can connect with her. But she's going to tell you what is the best way to connect with her. And if she has anything coming up, any programs or any uh, classes or courses or anything, you can share all of that now. Now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. So the best way to connect with me is is through email. Um, if you want to get a direct connection, it's Beth, sorry, mediumbethh at gmail.com. Um, I am doing, so I have a group um, that is evidential mediumship practice readings. If you're a medium, if you're interested in becoming a medium, or if you're interested in sitting for mediums for their readings, you can join that group. Everything in the group is free. And I also offer a few times a year, a free evidential um, foundational course. It's usually four weeks long. Um, and if you have any other questions, you know, I can, I'd be happy to answer those and I always say, if I can't give you a resource, I'll send you to somebody I know who can. Yes. So just know that I'm a, a resource of resources. <laughs> so yes. um, yeah, just reach out to me. I'm happy to answer questions if that's if that's all they, they have. They want. And I have to tell you, her four-week class is bomb. Oh, I appreciate it's bomb. that. It's really plug. good. It's, it's fun to do. It's, you know, that's everything that I wish I had in, in the first month, you know, and it's, it, or yeah, it's just, um, it's a great starter class. Get, I think it'll actually, it'll probably get you where you need to be at like six yeah. months. You know? Oh it's yeah. Just, I mean, it, it honestly is an amazing class and I, I just have to, you know, give you your flowers because it was so good and I enjoyed it so much. And, you know, even, you know, cause you did it a little different than somebody else did it, you know, and, and that is really what it's all about. You know, find you a teacher or I, I recommend teachers, you know, you want a few different people that you can learn from and, you know, just, you know, be a sponge and just absorb, you know, the things that you need. So with that being said, I am so grateful for Beth showing up here in my living room <laughs> and it's been such an amazing class. So I um, hope that, you know, you got so much out of it. And make sure that you reach out to her um, and leave us a comment on whatever platform you're watching this, because this show will be on Spotify and everywhere that you can get your podcast is on. Um, and also, you'll be able to watch the video on my YouTube channel. And I would love it if you, when you go there, if you would like, share, and subscribe. So again, thank y'all for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah. Bye now. In a world with the chaos and uncertainty. Sometimes all we need is a guiding light, a source of strength and a shoulder to lean on. Introducing Magical Healing Transformation Support. You can get three months, six months, or nine months of support where our experienced spiritual guides are here to help you find your inner balance, discover your true purpose, and navigate life's challenges with grace. Go to the website, https colon backslash backslash tammymorrison.com for our offerings. Or connect with me wherever you are listening to this. Send me a message.
get unleashed today. I know you've been blown away with the amazing value here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it on Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy.